Everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Dynasty Football Dominators. We are back. It is your boy Jake, joined as always by Andrew. What's up, man? How you been? Hey, what's going on? It's been a while, man. Oh, yeah. A lot has happened since we uh, last spoke. Not really football-related, mostly just uh, your boy LeBron-related. But uh, what do you think, man, about the last couple of weeks? Uh, now that you brought up LeBron, that's all I can all I can think of is sorrow and and sadness for my Cavs and for LeBron and what's getting ready to happen. But yeah, not a lot of football related news. I'm getting pretty excited for the NBA draft tomorrow night though. Absolutely, man. We're both pretty big basketball guys, so we've been entertained these last couple of weeks, but uh we are ready to get back into that football swing. I think we got that itch. Absolutely. I've been been doing some best balls to to keep my mind occupied in this downtime. Right now there's college baseball world series on so that tells you what's going on in the in the sporting world right now we got the world cup that's about it though i mean and even then i'm not a huge soccer guy so i don't really get that into it but yes yeah, kind of that dead period right now for sports what kind of news you got for us man nfl related you heard anything the last few weeks um last few weeks uh there's been some in and out i don't really know the last time we spoke i know Duke Johnson got signed. Mm-hmm. I haven't got a chance to talk to you about how you feel about that. What do you think about that? I think that he's going to be we've seen the last couple of years. I think he's kind of solidified in that role now. I still expect it to be all Chubb uh, 2019. This year is probably going to be ugly. I don't really know you know, as far as fantasy goes if any of them are going to be really usable. But um, it's good for Duke, man. He's a really good player. He's really talented. Good to see him get his, his money. Yeah, if he wouldn't have gotten re-signed, the possibilities were just um, endless. Like, it could have been really great. Or it could have, yeah, it's it's kind of in the middle ground. I mean, he could have went to a prime landing spot or his value could have plummeted. So, I think this is, like, right there in between. So, um, I think a lot, a lot more teams are going to try and look for that one-two punch like, like New Orleans found last year so I think that's kind of what they're gearing up for the future with Chubb and and Duke Johnson which I don't hate that yeah I think this year I think Duke is probably the only one of those three that I would want to have like in a redraft setting or something um he's he's probably going to be the only one with a decent floor because of that passing down work so something to keep in mind absolutely got any other news for us uh Dez is still looking for a job um (laughs) and then Pretty much all I've seen the last few weeks is we're in that time of the year where the hype trains just get fired up for every team. They're pumping out a bunch of bullshit about how good everybody is. So that's pretty much all I've been seeing. Uh, Devontae Parker is supposed to be a thing again. <laughs> Fuck out Always. of here. Always. I actually heard some negative news on Baker Mayfield today. I did see that too. That's interesting. Apparently so, he's struggling. Yeah, I guess so, which, I mean, he's he's a rookie quarterback. So I'm fine with seeing Tyrod. Um, to start off the year some recent news actually just came out like an hour ago did you see that about Jameis oh yeah I don't know the story though clue me in I guess it's like a like a personal conduct policy violation I'm not really like the details haven't really came out yet but all I seen was the Winston camp is prepared for the NFL to levy a suspension of some kind so we don't really know how long it could be no. If it's no, a conduct it's, thing, I'm thinking a game or two. Yeah, that's what they're saying up to three games. So it might not be that big of a 
big of an issue, but I thought that was worth bringing up as well. Yeah, it's not ideal, especially with his past. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people probably forgot about the the things that he went through at college. Yep. So that's never good whenever you get in the news that way in the off season. So hopefully everything turns out okay for Jameis. I was starting to get excited for him for the Bucks offense again this year, but something like this would put a big damper on it. Oh yeah, for sure. So what do we got today, man? I think we're going to be doing – I know we're doing some stuff with uh, ADP later. Um, we're going to get into this redraft versus dynasty first. Yeah, let's go ahead and, and get into – this is a, a segment we came up with, um, kind of comparing redraft to dynasty. Um, I know you and I both are going to be doing a lot of redrafts this, this year as well. It's kind of hard to switch back and forth from that dynasty mindset to redraft mindset. And there's just some guys that we want to talk about that we either love or hate in Dynasty and then the opposite in Redraft. So you got a guy lined up for us you want to talk about first? Yeah, I pretty much just went down the route of of guys I wanted in Redraft and didn't want in Dynasty. That's pretty much how I did it. Um, And the first guy that came to my mind was was Sean McCoy. I think he's pretty obvious why you don't want him in Dynasty, Um, even though he is a pretty good value right now. Uh, with his later ADP, but he's obviously an older guy. But as far as redraft goes, I mean, he's the only show in town, and he's always been productive. He's always been a, a great player, so he's going to be locked and loaded as far as redraft goes. But Dynasty, I'm not touching him. Yeah, I like that. He's he's still going – I think he's going like mid-second, top of the second in redrafts, which whenever you're talking redrafts, I mean, all those running backs go off super early. So that's actually a pretty good value for for redrafts if you get you know obj or antonio brown or something in the first round to pair that with what i believe i mean i think he'll still be an rb1 this year oh yeah so so i definitely like that and then as far as dynasty goes i don't own any shares of of shady and dynasty so i definitely agree with that i went kind of opposite for my first take um as a guy that i love in dynasty but i'm not gonna touch him in redraft probably and that's our boy Amari Cooper. Hmm. I like so, it. I, yeah, I love him in Dynasty. Um, he's still super young. I think he definitely hasn't reached his potential, but it's kind of, you know, singing the same song every offseason. We're just waiting for that Amari Cooper breakout, and he's still a top top 10 drafted um, Dynasty wide receiver, but his value is still really high in redraft as well. And I got burnt by him in a couple of leagues last year, so he's probably one of those guys that, I'd rather just scoop up another running back in, in a redraft league rather than take that take that chance with Amari Cooper again. Yeah, that's a really good call. Um, redraft, is it's kind of hard to trust him after the last how, – how bad last year it was. I mean, he was awful. Had, like, the most drops in the league. Um, but like you said, dynasty-wise, I mean, he's – that value's still there. He's still super young. 2,000-yard season's already under his belt. I like that one, man. I, I like Amari Cooper a lot, but I, I'm with you. I don't think I'll have him on any redraft teams. I had him last year, and, yeah, we saw how he, that went. He sat on the bench. like he, I spent a second-round pick on him, and he, he sat on my bench most of the year. I did, Actually, too, although I, I started him against the Chiefs. Wasn't that the 40-point game? Dude, I was getting ready to say me, too. He sat, on the, he sat on my bench for two weeks prior to that, and that was a Thursday night game. Yeah. And I'm really bad about throwing in players just because they play on Thursday night, even though I wouldn't regularly do that. 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the game tonight. I don't have anything else invested. I'm going to throw Amari Cooper in my lineups, and that paid off. And then immediately try to trade him, and nobody would take him. Exactly. Yep. Same problem. I feel you there. Um, another guy I got on here, similar to Shady, um, a guy that I just don't want in Dynasty, although he is a good win-now piece. But redrafts, I'll be all over this guy in the fifth round, and that is Larry Fitzgerald, the clock that never stops ticking. He's just – he's 100 catches, locked and loaded. He's their number one option. I mean, what's, what is – there's not really a lot to say about Fitz. I mean, we all know what he is. But um, it's just incredible that he's been playing this long and his, his seasonal value is still so high. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good call there. Anytime you're getting into the players in the twilight of their career, um, it's going to be great for redraft. Like, I like to go more safe in those middle rounds in redraft. But then for dynasty, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of upside outside of outside of this year. I'd compare a guy like him to maybe like a, like a Demarius Thomas type. He's mm-hmm. one of those people that I wouldn't mind having in a redraft, but I don't have him on any of my dynasty squads for that absolutely. reason alone. Um, I want to talk about a couple more wide receivers here. Um, going around the same in, in dynasty formats, they're around the 25 range. Um, Allen Robinson and and Jarvis Landry. They're both going in the, the late fifth, early sixth in redrafts, and I love that. But in dynasty, their price is a little bit too high for me. So I'm probably going to own one of those two in just about all my redraft leagues because – that's a really good – I mean, I'm fine if I go running back early for one of those two to be my, my wide receiver one. Man, A-Rob in the fifth, that's – Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I I love – you know, Jarvis, I have my doubts. Um, as far as this year goes, just year one in that new offense, that's – I'll probably be steering away from Jarvis and redraft, to be honest. But those are two guys that I really love in Dynasty. Um and I, I like A-Rob a lot in redraft this year. That that value is incredible, man, if that's where he's going. I mean, I would think he should be going in the third round yeah. based on just the opportunity that's going to be there for him. Yeah, if that stays there, then he's going to be on every one of my – I'm going to grab him in the fourth round in every single redraft. If that's – yeah. like that's – I mean, that's a no-brainer for me. I was very shocked whenever I, whenever I saw that ADP for redrafts. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I can't believe that. Um, I'm going to come up with – I, this guy's not on my list, but seeing as how you went with a lot of guys that you like in Dynasty and not necessarily in redraft, I want to throw one of those in here. Um, you mentioned Demarius Thomas earlier. I, I need Cortland Sutton on Dynasty teams. I need him bad. Um, redraft, I'm not going to have him on any teams because obviously nobody really expects him to do much this year. But that guy has by far the highest ceiling, in my opinion, as far as the receivers go. Um it's pretty feasible that Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders are not there next year. And if that's the case, uh, Dad. Oh, we kept recording. Sweet. <laughs> I couldn't hear you there for a second. <laughs> Dude, uh, I don't know what that's going to sound like on the pod, but my dad just called me um, in the middle of the recording. So, <laughs> really sorry about that. Uh, I don't know what I was talking about, but uh, get Corlin Sutton. That's that's it. 
That was great. That was great. No, you were, <laughs> yeah, you, you were talking. You were talking about Cortland Sutton, um, loving him in Dynasty. I was gonna piggyback off that. Um, I love Deshaun Hamilton and and Dynasty as well. The other guy in Denver. Um, yeah, like you said, Manny and Demarius Thomas are both probably gone after this year. So I'm trying to get all the Cortland, Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton that I can. But this year, I mean. They're probably not going to do very much. Yeah. So I like that take. <laughs> even if, even with your dad interrupting. Yeah. Was, I, was, dude, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't fuck up the pod. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, it's cool. It could be worse. Who you got next? Right. I got, I've got two more. Um, one guy that I'm going to talk about. This might be a little controversial. Um, so in redraft, I love Love Bell. Obviously, but in Dynasty, like I just can't, I can't pay that price. I can't pay the top. You know, he's going like three or four in a lot of leagues, and I just stray away from from that totally. But I'm willing to draft him 101 in a redraft. So that's one of those guys that I have a very differing opinion on. I think his dad might have tried to call again. Maybe. You talking to your dad? Jake? Yeah. Wouldn't be a DFD episode without technical difficulties. So Exactly. That's you talked to your dad? Uh, yeah, I did. He uh, butt-dialed me, by the way. <laughs> um, Twice? Yeah. Uh <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, he did. But you were uh, you had two, I think, two guys left. That's where we left off. <laughs> we'll try to we'll right. try to just let's, get right back in stride. Let's get. Oh, sorry, dude. It's, it's just it's too funny. It is. Um, <laughs> it's great. That's about the only time my dad would probably call me too, is if he butt dialed me. He's not dude, one to talk. He's dude, I, I called him back. I was like, dude, what, what's up? He was like, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you fucking called me twice. No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> That's how, oh, man. Dad's going, and technology. Man. I love it. All right. So, dude, I want to talk about next. Might be a little controversial. Um, I love him in redraft. And I don't hate him in Dynasty. I just don't like the price. It's Love Bell. The goat. So, so I'm willing to take him 101 in redrafts. I have no problem with that. But as far as Dynasty goes, him going in like the top three, four picks, I'm not willing to touch that at all. Yeah, Yeah, that one's – I don't want to say a no-brainer, but that one's, you know, kind of hiding in plain sight. That's something a lot of people might not connect the dots to, but he's somebody you really don't want to have after this year because this, his future is pretty cloudy. Obviously, we know, like, when he's playing, he's on the field, he's arguably the best running back in football, um, definitely probably the most well-rounded as far as catching the ball and running routes and all that. But after this year, man, I mean, he could retire – he could be out of Pittsburgh. Uh, who knows what could happen? It's just it's questionable right now. Big Ben's future is up in the air. I think that's a great call. He's he's the type of guy though. If you have him in Dynasty, you can't sell him either. Exactly. Like if you if you have him, you got to just ride it out for this year. Hopefully, you win a championship. Um, maybe try to sell him in the middle of the season when he's going the fuck off. Um, but yeah, you don't want to sell yourself short there. But redrafts, one hundred and one, fine with it. 
I got a guy – actually, since we were talking with Bell, I'll just talk about this guy because he plays on the same team. Um, this is more super flex, uh, but it's Big Ben. I love Big Ben. And I guess this would apply to just a single quarterback redraft league, but I want Big Ben in a lot of redraft leagues. Um, number one, because, you know, I'm a late-round quarterback guy generally anyway, and he's going at the end of drafts, 13, 14, 15th round, easy money. Um, he's a top five to six quarterback at home every game, and last year he kind of broke that road trend. I mean, he played really well last year on the road. Um, I expect that, that team to just be really good, and he's a guy that I I just love and redrafts. Every mock I do, I get Big Ben. Um, but as far as dynasty goes, I'm good. I mean, even in a super flex, he's a nice second quarterback in a super flex for a win-now team, but I'm not going to pay a price for Big Ben in dynasty. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, in redraft, he's – yeah, he's going to be one of my late-round quarterback targets for sure because I think he's going to eat this year. I really think Big Ben's going to have a career year, like you said. I mean, I don't think – he's had a lot of good weapons in Pittsburgh, but I didn't – right whenever I thought that they couldn't upgrade anymore. I feel like they did. I Dude. mean, it's just it's insane. And even with even with Love Bell, like he still throws to him. So I just think I just think they're gonna put so many points on the board this year. And I think Big Ben's gonna have a fantastic year. So I like that take. I like him a little bit more in Dynasty probably than you do though. Um I really like it whenever you can get Big Ben and Mason Rudolph. That's so nice. That's the glorious yeah, if you can do that then I think you're set because I'm I'm really high on Mason Rudolph too. My the last guy I want to talk about, someone I love in in Dynasty and I don't like in redraft. So it's Tevin Coleman. So obviously I love Tevin Coleman and and Dynasty. Um, he's going like 54 overall, which I'm I'm fine with because like we talked before, this is a contract year, so he's going to be out of. Um, out of Atlanta after this season. So the possibilities are endless. I think he has a lot of ups, upside. But in redrafts, he's going in the sixth round. And that's a little mm. too high. That's that's a little too high for me. He's going around guys like Sammy Watkins, who I'd rather have. Um, running backs in that range are Tariq Cohen, uh, on Johnson. I think both of them have more standalone value than Tevin Coleman this year. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm not. I'm probably not going to touch him in redrafts unless somehow I end up with Devonta Freeman, then that might sway my decision a little bit over those other guys. But other than that, I'm probably not going to own any of him in, in redrafts, and I'm trying to buy him everywhere in Dynasty right now. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, uh, I, even if I had Devonta Freeman, I'm not touching him in redraft. There's just that's too much of a price to pay for two running backs on the same team. But um. Obviously, he, he's going to have a lot of value if Freeman goes down, but that's that's not really why you want to buy him, especially in Dynasty. Uh, like you said, next year, Tevin Coleman is going to be, you know, probably similar to what Jarek McKinnon was this year, only Tevin Coleman's better. I mean, we've seen Tevin Coleman be good already. Jarek McKinnon was always kind of a, a projection until Dalvin got hurt. So I, I can't wait to see where Tevin goes, man. He He's the type of back that can play anywhere, I feel like, because he's so well-rounded. Great pass catcher, too. He's really explosive. So I like that call. Yeah, he was supposed to be the guy for mm-hmm. Atlanta, and then he got injured, and then Devonta Freeman just kind of took over in his absence. So, yeah, I still love still love Tevin Coleman. Uh, my last guy, I, I really don't like this guy. I don't think he's very good at football. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's just 
That's just how I feel. <laughs> but as far as redraft goes, he is an excellent target. Um, it's Alan Hearns. He's yes. he's not a guy that I'm going to have in Dynasty because I don't think he's good. Even though his price is not really bad, I'd rather have Michael Gallup and just see what happens because um, I kind of already know what Alan Hearns is. But for this year, with the supporting cast that they have right now today, um, side note, I have a feeling they're going to trade for Corey Coleman. Don't hold me to it, but I just I see that possibly happening. And if that happens, then just throw this take out the window. But uh, redraft, Alan Hearns is a great target. I mean, if you can get him as a wide receiver three or wide receiver four, 10th, 11th round, I don't even know what his ADP is. I just know it's late. Um, he's going to give you immediate value because – there's nobody else down there for Dak to throw the ball to right now other than Zeke. So there's no way Alan Hearns is not at least a top 45 wide receiver, I'd say, assuming health. And he obviously has a chance to be a lot better than that. So I like I like Alan Hearns in redraft. Oh, you have no no problem convincing me. Resident Alan, Tru- Alan Hearns truther over here. I love Alan Hearns. I actually like him in Dynasty too. So <laughs> – yeah, I, I'm yeah all over him. Even if Corey Corey Coleman gets traded there, I still like Alan Hearns. If Corey Coleman goes there, uh, I hope I got Corey Coleman on a lot of teams. I'll just say that. I he's, mean, that's he's, a guy you could go buy really cheap right now that has a chance uh, yeah. to just fucking blow up in the in the summer. This is this is true, but I mean, Alan Hearns had over a thousand yards with Blake Bortles throwing him the ball. I, I know, but that was so... that garbage year, man. <laughs> That's the Did year A-Rod that... put up 1,514. Like, Alan, Hearns, every game. Alan Hearns' stock is going to rise before redrafts happen, I have a feeling. I already saw reports today out of out of Cowboys camp saying that he was the clear-cut number one. So I think a lot uh, – right now, Michael Gallup's going ahead of him in redrafts. That's dumb. There's, there's that's a 0% dumb. chance. There's a 0% chance that's, that's happening come August, I don't think. I can't if that stress is, that enough. It's that's stupid, yeah. Dumb. <laughs> it's very, very dumb. I mean, this uh, I don't like Alan Hearns, but he's proven. Michael Gallup is is a a long term play. You know, that's that's the dynasty guy. But whatever, people learn the lessons one way or another. This next game, I'm excited about. Man, uh, we've been talking about doing this game for a while. Um, I guess it's similar to what I've heard on other podcasts called ADP Twins. It's going to be something like that. Um, we don't know any of the players that each other. Um, hopefully there's no overlap here. Um, oh, there I'll, will be. I'll be straight up with you, bro. I got uh, I got one, two, I got three different sets of these, and they're all receivers. So I apologize. That's just okay. I'll I'll try and st- I've got a ton right here, so I'll try and try and throw some some running backs and maybe a quarterback pair in there. So if you want to start us off here, so this one is it's my best one to me. Um, so I'm just gonna give you. I'm going to give you their age, their ADP, and their stats. You tell me which guy you would like. All right? So, first guy's 24 years old. Second guy's 25. First guy's stats last year, 63 catches, 840 yards, 8 touchdowns. Second guy, 62 catches, 869, 5 touchdowns. Their ADPs are 63 and 65, respectively. Give me the first guy. First guy is Devin Funches. Second guy is Cooper Cup. They are both obviously similar age, but not a very similar situation. Um, to me, DJ Moore is a good player, but he's obviously unproven. Funchess 
I expect him to build off of last year. I would definitely take Funches in this, by the way. Cooper Cup, uh, I have my concerns about. First of all, just because that offense was so efficient last year, just, just crazy. Um, and now they brought in Brandon Cooks. Hopefully they learned their lessons from not using Sammy Watkins last year. I, I think that's going to eat into Cooper Cup a little bit. Um, so I, I, like, I like Funches here. I think it's a really good value at 63. Yeah, I would probably pick Funches. Well, obviously I did pick Funches, but even knowing the names, I think I would, I would still lean Funches, even though I don't like him. At all, I don't know why. I just don't. I just don't like Devin Funches. A lot of people don't like him. Man. He's he's not explosive. He's a he's a big body red zone guy. And but the the thing is, that's what Cam likes. So you know, I like Funches. He's super young. Very true. So I did. I'm just gonna give you the names. All right. I'm not. I don't. Mine's not much. Yours is better as far as the game goes. I guess I should have done that. Whatever. I'm good. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a couple quarterbacks here that are going back to back in dynasty startups. Matt mm-hmm. Stafford, Pat Mahomes. Matt Stafford. Easy. Not easy, but see, I'm going Pat Mahomes here. Yeah, I don't blame you at all for sure. I mean, I, I think I I want the I want the upside. Like I know what I'm getting with Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. You're getting the perennial, you know, quarterback ten for what five six more years probably what is he is he 30 yet i think so i mean you keep talking i'm looking up his age that might change my answer so i'm probably going to go with pat mahomes here because obviously it's more of a gamble but you're talking you could literally get a top five quarterback for the next 10 years easy with pat mahomes Uh, with all those weapons that he has in kansas city andy reed offense I love the upside of, of Pat Mahomes. So I'm kind of a risk taker whenever it comes to my quarterbacks in that sense, especially in, in two QB leagues. I'm always looking for the, the next big thing. So that's kind of what, what sways me towards Pat Mahomes. You find out Matt Stafford's age. Yeah, he's 30. I actually thought he was like 28. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's really close. It's actually a good good comp. I think I think it would be different for me every other draft. Like, if I was in a draft tomorrow, I might take Matt Stafford. Uh, two days later, I might take Pat Mahomes because I can see the, the argument for either one. I think Matt Stafford is one of the most underappreciated he fantasy is. players of, of the last five or six years. I mean, he's just – he's so good, man. And now with Kenny Galladay, I know we both like him. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, and having Marvin Jones and Golden Tate bringing in carry on for that offense, I actually expect Stafford to be better this year than he has been. Um, but even so, like what you said about Mahomes is so true, man. His his potential was just literally limitless. So I couldn't blame anybody for going with him there. That's tough and for a, me. And again, like switching over to switching your mindset to redraft, there's a zero percent chance I would ever in a million years take Pat Mahomes over Matt Stafford in a redraft. Right. Exactly. Like that's so that's crazy to me. Um, just the difference there in, in dynasty and, and redraft. I really hope I don't accidentally take Pat Mahomes over Matt Stafford in one of my redrafts this year. <laughs> I got a good one for you here. Actually, I like the way you did it better, too. I'm just going to give you the names. But I will give you the stats afterwards just to, you know, help paint the picture. Um, both of these guys are 25 years old. It's Sterling Shepard and Nelson Aguilar. Um, Ooh, I like it. Their ADPs are 78-79. They're going back-to-back. 
Uh, Nelson Aguilar last year, 62 catches, 760 yards, eight touchdowns. That was in 16 games. Sterling Shepard, obviously, no, no Odell, and that is a factor, but 59 catches, 730 yards, and two touchdowns in 11 games. So as many catches, 30 less yards. Obviously, the touchdowns are different, um, but only in 11 games. I think Sterling Shepard is is kind of a forgotten man right now, and I think he's a really good buy. And even though I do like Aguilar a lot, I think I would take Sterling Shepard here. Yeah, this one's easy for me. Definitely Sterling Shepard. Um, I've been trying to buy him. Well, you know I've been trying to buy him. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> That's why I put um, him here. <laughs> but even with OBJ there and Evan Ingram, like he's still going to be – I feel like he'll work out of the slot. He's going to be great. And, I mean, there's no guarantee how long Odell's going to be there. Mm-hmm. He has He has a physical – capabilities of being a wide receiver one I mean coming into the draft he was one of my favorite wide receiver prospects and he showed that he can do that as long as he keeps his migraines or whatever under taps that's the only red flag whatsoever with Sterling Shepard on the field if he's on the field then he's electric I love Sterling Shepard he's just really polished man like he's he's fast and he runs such good routes he's got great hands and like you said Odell's situation right now is really murky. I mean, he's at camp right now, but he's he's made it clear that he's not going to play without an extension. So, you know, if there's a holdout situation or something like that, you could be sitting on a gold mine with Sterling Shepard. I like it. I like it. So, I'm going to I'm going to stay I'm going to go to running back here. Mm-hmm. So, here's one. It's a guy that we both like. He's getting drafted number 36 overall. And Derrick Henry, or a guy getting drafted just ahead of him around 33, Jordan Howard. Pooh. So it's it's interesting to think about, um, and they're they're kind of similar in a way, but I guess actually really not because Jordan Howard's way more productive. But I'm taking Derrick Henry. Um, I think this is the simplest way I could put it is I think we've seen the best season Jordan Howard will ever have in his career. And there's no chance that we've seen the best season Derrick Henry have. So just that fact alone, uh, I'd probably go with Henry for the upside. But I also just think he's a mammoth of a man, and I expect him to be great. And I like Tariq Cohen so much that it, I'm not going to have Jordan Howard anywhere. So that kind of seals the deal for me. My love for Cohen kind of makes me hate Howard. See, I'm kind of with you there. I love Tariq Cohen, but I think I'm still going to go with Jordan Howard here. I, I go back and forth on Derrick Henry like daily. Mm-hmm. Like I love him one day and then I hate him the next. And I just don't – I'm just not convinced. I'm just – I don't know if they're ever going to use him. Like if they gave him the opportunity, like if they wouldn't have brought in Deion Lewis, like he would be a top 15 pick and I'd be taking him. But I just don't – I'm not convinced that they're ever going to give him the the carries, the the timeshare that he needs and I feel like Jordan Howard is still going to be good for at least a two-down work. And I don't even know if they're going to – like, Deion Lewis might be the lead back there this year. So, I'm going to they, – they shouldn't be by any means. But, I don't know, I think I, I'm still leaning Jordan Howard here. Yeah, I feel you, man. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good discussion. Uh, Deion Lewis doesn't scare me. Uh, like, I think he scares a lot of people, I think. I think people are wearing rose-colored glasses on him, and all they're thinking about is last year, and they're throwing out the previous four or five years where he could only play like five games a season. Um, to me, that 
that weighs in a lot to this decision. I don't really see how Deion Lewis is going to be able to handle enough of a workload to make Derrick Henry go away. You know what I mean? They're both kind of in similar positions because they're going to be splitting snaps. But um, I guess I just feel like it's Derrick Henry's time, man. But I, it's definitely – I mean, you can't really go wrong. Jordan Howard is probably safer. I'll say that. Deion Lewis's Madden stats are really good, though. Dude, that fucking – can we just go okay. off on a tangent for that? Because <laughs> that joke was – I mean, that, that list was a joke. Like, that was unbelievable. <laughs> Deion Lewis, was he 90? A 90? I think so. Fuck out of I here. I'm not buying so. the game. Dude, he was he he was really high last year too. I think Madden's just full of shit. Did you see the team ratings? Oh yeah, I see. I mean, that that, that tells you everything you need to know right there. That was a joke. The Browns should be at least an eighty-five. Like, at least. come on. <laughs> the fucking Saints were like an eighty-one, and the Vikings were like an eighty-one. Get the fuck out of here, man. Those are two of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I don't. I have. I have no idea. If those are the ratings whenever Madden actually releases, I'm going to be really, really upset. I think Fournette's rating went down from last year. Like, he's like an 80 or something. I don't know, man. That shit's shit's a joke. This is not a joke, though. Uh, These two guys are going at 131 and 141. Again, I'm on the wide receiver train. And these two dudes are really – similar players and they are Kenny Stills and Paul Richardson um 26 years old for Kenny Stills 26 years old for Paul Richardson um I'm not gonna give you the stats because Stills stats look a lot better as far as catches and yards but obviously we know P. Rich changed locations going to play with Alex Smith this one's kind of a a toss-up for me but uh, I think I would go with Kenny Stills um but I thought it was a pretty good comp because they're both boom bust you know down the field threats and uh, they're both really good values that late. So what do you think about that one? So I'm going to go with Paul Richardson just for the sake of the argument. Mm-hmm. Um, only down thing I have on Kenny Stills is, well, first of all, he's actually super young. He's only like 25, isn't he? They're both 26. He's 26. I feel like Kenny Stills has been in the league for 18 years. I, I th- he must have came in when he was like 20 with the Saints because he's, like... he's been playing for a while, it seems like. The knock I have on Kenny Stills is I feel like his stats are inflated because Matt Moore absolutely loved him. I mean, if you just look at his stat line with and without Matt Moore, it's just two totally different. Like, it's ridiculous. And with Ryan Tannehill, it sucks. It's not good at all. So I fear that, that Ryan Tannehill isn't going to you know give him the volume that he needs. And there in, in Washington, um, like we've talked about before, all those other guys have injury problems. I would not be surprised if, you know, Paul Richardson's the last man standing. I guess you could say he has injury problems as well. But, I mean, they're going to spread the ball out a ton. I think they're going to be, you know, upper echelon in the league in, in passing attempts. So, I'll go with I'll go with Paul Richardson there. Yeah, um, you brought up the Matt Moore thing, and it kind of made me think, so I pulled up the stats. Uh, this is Kenny Steele's last year, obviously, with Matt Moore and Jay Cutler for the most part. 58 catches, 850 yards, six touchdowns, uh, right at 15 yards a catch. 2016, he had 42 catches, 730 yards, nine touchdowns, 17 yards a catch uh, with Tannehill. So those are pretty similar numbers, um, and that was with Jarvis Landry in town. Um, so – I really like Kenny Steels. I think he is – everybody's on that Devontae Parker wave. I know we both are not on that. Um, I think he has the potential to be a number one wide receiver 
uh, at least their version of it. That doesn't mean he's going to be a wide receiver one in fantasy or anything. But um, I like Kenny Steele's, man. I got him on fucking half my dynasty teams now. So try to make it I all really was I really was not expecting that with Ryan Tannehill. That, and that's with Jarvis like... getting 150 targets that year, too. So, I mean, it's he can get it done, man, with, with very few targets. It doesn't take a lot. I do love him um, in best ball leagues, though. Oh, he's both of them are incredible in best ball. They're just going so late. P. Rich is going to have massive games for sure. Absolutely. All right, so I would talk about. I'll skip. I'll skip over Deion Lewis. We'll go back to. We'll go back to a quarterback question here. All right. Um, going four spots different here. We got Cam Newton going right above Kirk Cousins. Oh, you know how I feel. So go ahead and tell me how you feel. I'll go with I'll go with Kirk Cousins then. All right, since, then. make your case. I know you, since I know you're going to go with Cam, that's right. Well, Kirk Cousins, obviously, I think he has the best weapons in the league, arguably, if not the best, then definitely top three. They're going to throw the ball. They're never going to be out of the game. I think the entire team is just way better. They obviously believe in Kirk Cousins. They just paid him a shit ton of money. And the knock on Cam that I have is the Panthers just don't pass the ball. They were 27th in the league in attempts last year. Um, I think they're, they've been bottom 10 since Cam's entered the league. And I could Cam could prove me wrong because, you know, he's a freak of nature. But I just don't think he can keep running the ball like he has been. Like that's got to stop at some point, right? <laughs> like you can't, you can't keep doing that. I feel like they're gonna try and run the ball a lot more. With I think that's why they went and got C.J. Anderson. I think Christian McCaffrey's gonna get a lot more carries. So I'm gonna lean Kirk Cousins and the the more potent offense there. Yeah, the, those arguments are valid because he definitely has a better offense, better team, better weapons. Um, all that is true. And it's pretty much true every year. Like you said, the Panthers don't pass the ball. Cam doesn't have weapons. Yet Cam is always top ten. So um, I love Cam, man. You know, we've talked about him on the show many, many times. Um, I don't really see how Kirk Cousins, even though I think he is a better quarterback than Case Keenum, I don't really see how he does any better fantasy-wise than Case did last year, especially on a team that's going to be in a positive game script all the time with Dalvin Cook back. Cam has to do more, and that's that's the only reason why I'm going to take him here. It's just the the opportunity is the ball's in his hands. It's, it's all on Cam at all times. And bringing in DJ Moore was nice. It's a nice addition. Uh, Funches took a big leap last year, and Christian McCaffrey, I'm sure, I think you love him too. That guy's unbelievable. Uh, having a weapon like that out of the backfield, um, I think that will help Cam kind of raise that passing floor. Um, so I'm taking Cam, man. Pretty easily, actually. Uh, it is a good comp, though. I, I do like Kirk. It's just I'm a Cam guy. We need a little side bet there this year. Hey, they can do this it. Course. I'll take him over over Kirk and over Goff. You let me know. Mm. Both. Both of them. Okay. Both. We'll we'll figure something out with that for sure. <laughs> yeah, my. Uh... They're both Kirk and Cam are both 29, by the way. So I looked that up real quick. There you go, man. Uh, that was my last one, man, the ADP twins with Steels and P. Rich. So if you got some extra ones, feel free. I'll throw in I'll throw in one more right. here to to wrap us up. Let's go Josh Gordon or Alshon Jeffrey. 
Josh Gordon. That was quick. Easy. Easy? Easy. Okay, let's let's try to make this a little harder then. All right. Josh Gordon or Juju? Juju. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Josh Gordon or Doug Baldwin? All right, now we're talking. All right. Okay. I knew I'd hit the sweet spot there eventually. Um, I'm taking those, Josh Gordon. Those guys, are, easy. those guys are all right there. Um, it goes literally Juju, Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hilton, Alshon, Josh Gordon, Doug Baldwin. Right there all in a row. Uh, I'm going Juju, Hilton, Gordon. Uh, I forgot the other guy you named, but Alshon's definitely last. So you're saying Hilton over Gordon? Yeah. Uh, this, and that's basically just Andrew Luck related. I think everybody – not you, but just the consensus. I think people forgot how what Andrew Luck is, what T.Y. Hilton is with Andrew Luck. Um, sign me up, bro. That's all I can yeah, really say I, about that. I spent a first round into the first round pick on T.Y. Hilton last year in one of my dynasty startups. So <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make you feel great, but he, he is a, he is a great player with a great quarterback who I expect to have a fucking great season. I think. You took Josh Gordon over Doug Baldwin. Yeah, I yeah. think that's that's kind of my my tipping point. I think I would rather have Doug Baldwin. Um, I feel like they're probably not as far apart in age as you would think. Josh Gordon's twenty seven, I believe, and Baldwin Doug 30. Baldwin's thirty. I think he's getting ready to turn thirty. If he, um, yeah, in September he's going to turn thirty. I mean, he's going to get fed this year they don't have any other wide receivers Uh, brandon marshall does not concern me whatsoever (laughs) no so i mean doug baldwin is going to eat this year and then in cleveland is this josh gordon's last year of his contract i hope so i think it is so that actually that's actually good for him probably but the off the field issues i mean i'm gonna go with doug baldwin there that kind of they're even to me so I'm gonna stick with the the safer guy as you, far as uh, that goes. Where's their ADP? Did you did you say their ADP? Um, Josh Gordon's 37 and Doug Baldwin's 38. So what's that? Early fourth. Um, yeah, man. Like I can see the argument for Doug Baldwin. He's, I mean, pretty much anybody is safer than than Josh Gordon is. But um, True. I'm, I might be naive, but. Every I, I watched a lot of interviews about the Browns. I, I've been following a lot about Josh Gordon over the, the past six months or so. Um, I think he changed, man. I, I, I really do. And I hope so. <laughs> all the reports out of camp are just that he's exactly the same as he was, if not better. Uh, Baker Mayfield just was gushing about the guy. Um, last time we saw him, not other than last year, was you know he was like wide receiver one. I'm pretty sure, right? Two and a half, three years ago. Yep. Um, he's a fucking monster. And they have a, a decent quarterback. I don't think Tyrod's phenomenal, but the best quarterback they've had there in, in my lifetime. Yeah, um, since Tim Couch, definitely. So your arguments about Doug are very valid, and I think he will be good this year. Um, but I got I just got a little spidey sense about Josh Gordon, man. Um, you like him more than Jarvis in Cleveland? Yeah, I do. And uh, you know Jarvis I love Jarvis. Is actually, Jarvis is going 10 spots ahead of him. See, that's – Easy money for me to take Josh Gordon. Yeah, um, I would rather – much like rather I, have. Like, if you think about it, dude, what Jarvis – like, you know, Jarvis, Jarvis was pigeonholed in Miami. He was turned into uh, around the line of scrimmage slot receiver. Not like, which, 
fifty percent of the team's targets. I yeah, mean, and they were all not gonna right happen at the line of scrimmage. You know, if you go back and watch his tape at LSU, like this guy is not a close to the line of scrimmage. You know, slot receiver. He's not explosively fast, like athletically or anything like that. But he's just what they call good at football, and he can play all over the field. So I do think he'll get more opportunities. You know, down the field, but. The stuff he does really well, the underneath stuff, they have a guy named Duke Johnson in Cleveland who is going to eat into that quite a bit to me. And Josh Gordon's going to be the down-the-field guy and probably the red zone guy along with Njoku. Um, I don't know, man. It's a lot of projection. There's not a lot of st- statistical analysis going into this. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm taking Josh Gordon. So since we made this the Josh Gordon show, one more. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis or Josh Gordon? Ooh. I got easy. I got to be this honest, dude. Like me. I, I, I know it should be Corey Davis, but like I have a lot of concerns about Corey Davis. I have zero. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, the playoff game was was pretty awesome. Like it really was, but I, I don't know. It's, it's I'm gonna take Corey Davis because that's the right thing to do. But I just wanted, <laughs> I wanted to be on wax that I have. A lot of concerns about Corey Davis. I don't think I'll have him on any teams. Um, I don't know, man. That's again. There's not a lot of statistical analysis going into that either. Um, I just something about him. I guess maybe it's just the receivers that have been coming out the last couple of years. Maybe I'm just holding that against them. The Josh Doxons, the Kevin Whites, the guys that can't be healthy, can't play. Um, obviously, he wasn't healthy last year and didn't play. So that's kind of stuck in my head. But I guess you could – devil's advocate, you could turn around and say Josh Gordon missed three years. So I get it. But uh, <laughs> I, I would take Davis, but it's it's not as easy as it would probably be for everybody else. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. You got anything else for us? No, man. Just uh, looking forward to the NBA draft tomorrow. And more than that, looking forward to free agency for the NBA. But uh, we're inching closer to the dynasty football season. So uh, – I'm glad we were able to make it back and record. Who you hope you guys get in the draft tomorrow? Uh, I don't know if the Pelicans pick until like the second round, so I'll probably just be I'll probably just be wearing my Lakers hat tomorrow and hoping that the oh, the Kawhi trade happens. This is the first year that I've had in uh, since Kyrie <laughs> that the Cavs have actually had a pick, so I'm super excited for the NBA draft for once. Who do you think y'all are going to get? Uh, probably be looking at maybe uh, – what's the guy's name from uh, Michigan State? Bridges? Bridges. I've, I've seen him mock there a couple of times. I wouldn't hate that. I would love it if Porter could fall to us. That's risky, that'd dog. Be, that'd be ideal. I'm fine. I mean, if – we got to go for that superstar just in case – just in case LeBron leaves. We gotta, we gotta get a superstar. Man, we but an 18 year old that's already had a back surgery and a hip surgery. Hey, Joel Embiid had a lot of problems too. Yeah, I mean, he but t- a, he turned out pretty well. Back in a hip, man. I, I don't know. Joel's a big man, like you know what I mean. He plays close to the basket. Michael Porter, he fancies himself as a Kevin Durant. Um, I don't know. His, his ceiling is obviously really high. Um, he did that, cancel workouts last week too. Yeah, so that, that kind of has me concerned. That was but weird. I feel like that'll just make his stock fall even lower so i mean the Cavs, they have to swing for the fences honestly exactly. so i mean that's yeah. that's kind of a good pick for them he was a consensus i mean before he got hurt last number year one. yeah he was number one player for two years like in high school and uh, word on the street is he was playing hurt in high school too so you know 
you could spin that one of two ways. You could say, well, he's going to be a lot better, or you could say that he's definitely injury prone. But I love the NBA, man. It's exciting. This is like the best time of the year for the NBA. It's better than the fucking season. Yeah, it is, especially whenever the season always ends in sadness for me. Yeah, the season ends the same way for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. <laughs> Still have 2016, though. It's okay. Unless LeBron goes to L.A. and changes the world, but uh, maybe by the next time we podcast, uh, he'll Kawhi will be playing the world. for Cleveland. Yeah, right. <laughs> They'd have to trade their fucking stadium and Kevin Love and the number eight pick and firstborn children, all that. I'll pitch in. Yeah, I mean, you should. I said that right after you said firstborn child. I, sh- I should specify that I uh, – I don't know. That would be close. Uh, I'll have to talk to my wife about that. Yeah, you get back to us on the next episode. Let us know how that goes. <laughs> all right, man. I think that's all we got. We'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Studs. Andrew is at Wacky Pappy. Our pod is at DF Dominators. And uh, unless you got anything else, man, I think we're out of here. Yeah, leave us a review up on Apple Podcasts and be sure and subscribe to the show. We'll see you next time. Leave a five-star review and you get a chance to win nothing. Holla. Woo!